Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How do you discover new music? Part two. Now, if you've been an avid listener, follower of this podcast, you'll know that I've tackled this topic before. But... I had a different take on it this week because someone hit me up in the DMs and it got me thinking, what if I asked you guys how you discover music? Because I think not only is this, you could use this podcast in one of two different ways. Either you might want different strategies of how to discover new music because you find yourself in a rut and I want to help you with that. But it's not just about that. I think this is a really interesting study into how people discover music these days. Maybe you're interested in it from an anthropological point of view. Maybe you're interested from a cultural point of view. Maybe you're interested in it because you work somewhere that this could be almost a little focus group for you if you work at a streaming platform or an agency or a record label. Not that it's designed for that. This is more interesting for myself and it is more interesting for how this is constantly a problem in this modern age of streaming where we have so much access to music that we are at this point where people are still struggling to find new music. So I thought I'm going to do a part two. Hi, I am your host of the self-titled Derek G Speaks Volumes, and we are going to go off this motivation that comes from Miles. Miles said this, DM'd me this. I had this question on my mind that I never found the right person to ask it until now. I love music. I have done so for about five years now, but I struggle to keep up with everything. Fair enough. How on earth do you find the time to listen to everything? How do I know so much about every single artist? Well, he says you, sorry. I spend hours each day finding new music artists and getting the lowdown on who they are. But every time I watch one of your TikToks, you bring insightful information and artists I've never heard of. Where do you find the time and how do you know so much? also would love a TikTok on how you discover new music and I can do one better for you, Miles. The second type of message I get is, Derek, how do I discover new music? I find it very overwhelming. Kind of what Miles is saying, but a lot simpler than that. First of all, very kind of you to say, Miles, I appreciate you thinking that I know a lot about everything. The fact is I know very little. I just probably have studied it for longer or probably more obsessive than the average person. And so I have a bank of experiences that I can pull from when I'm talking about music. I ask people on Instagram. Okay, I should have started there. I asked people on Instagram how they discover music. It was a little question and answer in stories. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you'll miss out on answering these questions. But by the by, that doesn't really matter. I said specifically, how do you discover music? The more specific, the better, because I want to pass on that learning to everyone else. So we have so many different answers and I have filtered them into particular buckets that we can pull from as we get inspired about how to discover music in 2023. But before we get there, you can listen to the previous podcast if you want to understand how I discover new music. If you are someone like Miles and you are listening to this podcast, my advice to you is this. 
like with everything, every technique, there's so many different ways to approach music discovery. So I would advise pick one route. Try some of these out. Do not try to do all of these because then again, you'll feel overwhelmed by, Derek, I find it so overwhelming. There are so many different ways to discover new music and you've told me too many. But I find it really interesting, some of these approaches. Next, I would like you to just sit back and find this interesting nonetheless about how we have evolved. But I think the most interesting thing just before I start this is just how few people in my Instagram comments said things like, I go to Stereo Gum. I go to Apple Music One. I go to Radio One. I know, yes, I have a particular niche. And within that niche, there's only a certain amount of niches of people that are going to comment on this question on my Instagram stories. But there was barely any. I don't think there was any of those particular publications or platforms that I mentioned, which says to me just how much things have changed over the last 15 years. Because you ask me 15 years ago, I would have said, I listened to Radio 1, I listened to Radio 6, I listened to these bigger platforms, but now it's so spread out. So let's go with the first method of discovery, which is Spotify. The number one answer that I got in my questions was Spotify, specifically, specifically Release Radar and Discovered Weekly. And what's interesting is that people, multiple people said that they use Discover Weekly, but that you have to train it, that you have to teach the algorithm, just like the YouTube homepage, just like TikTok, you have to teach it what you like and dislike. So I didn't really know that because I don't really use Discover Weekly. So you have to tell it, I don't like this track. Don't give me this type of stuff again. I like this stuff. Give me more of this. And people have said, I've trained it over many years to get it to be absolutely perfect. So that's a really interesting first position because so many people said Discover Weekly. Props, hats off to Spotify for being able to achieve that at such a rate. Personally, I've resisted it to my detriment probably. I think when these algorithmic playlists started to come out, I just kind of went, that's not how you discover music. I don't want a computer to aggregate what my taste is and feed it back to me. Now, I admit fully that is the wrong approach. There is no such thing as a right approach. Unfortunately, my head is so stuck in that particular point of view that I can't use Discover Weekly more objectively because whenever I play, I tried it out before recording this and I was like, ugh, this sucks. Ugh, I don't like that. Ugh, of course you give me that. <laughs> you know, you, you can't win with me. Even if I do like it, I'll be like, yeah, I like, obviously I like that because I've listened to it before. Ugh. So I am the worst candidate for Discover Weekly, to be honest. The one thing I would say, and as a word of caution, personally with Discover Weekly is that it can provide you artists in quantity. And those artists can kind of become a little bit of just these nameless artist track names that you just cycle through to consume at a rapid pace without too much context. It's like, hey, person A, B, and C likes this. So you are person D, so you might like it as well. So there is a risk that you just absorb all the music without truly connecting with it. But that's just an opinion. I can't say because like I said, I don't use Discover Weekly, but I would say if you really love an artist in Discover Weekly, listen to their albums, try to take your time with those albums because then you might become a bigger fan and go see those people live as opposed to seeing music as something that is just heavily consumed like a candy. I will say Release Radar is something that I like more. Release Radar is something where it pulls from your listening habits, what you like, what you listen to frequently, and you go there and it updates 
I think it's once a week, and shows you what these artists you've been listening to have released recently, which I think is brilliant because it keeps you up to date with the releases of the artists that you like. So in there, it might be like, look at this, Nicholas Jar's released a new track, and I might not have come across that. I might have come across it six months later because I'm busy, but I can go on there and be like, ah, oh, nice. Like, this is fresh. This is what I love, and this is something new and exciting. Now, I don't use that either, but more so I don't haven't built the habit to use it. So that is definitely one that I would recommend and I might start using myself. The next way that the community said is the best way to discover new music is asking friends. So Elkin said, recommendations from friends with similar but not exactly overlapping taste, which I love. And Jojo says, ask people. I find it's the best conversation starter. Brilliant, so smart. I have a personal story on this. I have a friend named Flora. She is an ambient producer. I'll leave a link in the comments. I admire her taste very much because it is very much in the industrial and ambient world. And whilst I respect it, it is so different from mine. And I haven't done it in a long time, but I used to hit her up. I used to just DM her and say, Flora, what are you listening to at the moment? And she'd be like, I'm really obsessed with this mix. I'm really listening to this album. And I'd be like, I really respect your taste. So I get into it. I end up loving these things that I never would have because I think that her taste is really cool. And I would want to go back to find out what she's listening to just to get into a new world or get invigorated by a new sound. On Friends, one person said to me that they have a shared playlist with friends. And what they do every week is they add one song that is new and one song that is old that they discovered that week. And they found it really fun to be able to dive in there and everyone's contributed something new. So it's this like almost potluck type scenario. He did say though that as people got busy and people's lives got in the way, it did start to slow down. But if you can find this rhythm with everyone as you start doing this and you want to discover new music, super smart, very wholesome. I do think an extension of this asking friends thing is recommendations from record store owners, which is a recommendation that a lot of people had, whether it's your local, whether you're going to different countries, which is brilliant, which I haven't done before. And you go to the desk and you say, what should I get? What do you recommend? All right, this next category is very close to my heart because I related to so many of these comments and reminded me just how much work that I've put in over the years to discover new music. So this category is called research, research, research research. How people discover new music is through dedicated research. So Chris Dougal says this, I find an artist I like and find an article about what inspired them. This has been my whole life. I think this started with me when I was obsessed with the White Stripes and then learned about like what inspired him, whether it's John Lee Hooker or Sun House or Led Zeppelin. I'm like, who are they? Who are they? Who are they? And started to buy their CDs and go down that world. So that is the best way because I have an emotional connection to those artists, right? And if they have been influenced by artists that they recommend, this experience is valuable almost twofold because not only do you love the artist that recommended it, then you find a bond with these recommendations because you want to like it because this artist said it was great. And then you discover that you like these artists on your own and then you become a super fan of those artists that the artist was inspired by. Very circular. Dirty Bud says this, listening to my favorite band's favorite band and following them on Twitter, following their Instagram stories, which I am totally behind. I remember when I was a big user of Twitter, a lot of artists like Tyler, the creator, for example, would share the music that they're listening to at the moment. Then I'm like, what's this soul artist from the 70s that Tyler, the creator is into? And then I get obsessed. And this is where sometimes I don't know where I found certain songs from because it might be a random tweet that went out at 1am by Tyler, the creator that has turned me onto a whole new world or say Philly soul or something like that. This next example is a 2023 version of reading articles, which Topher says, 
reading artist bios and Spotify suggested artists to find other related acts that I might enjoy, which I love because artist bios less so. I think that's really rarely do artists put in their bios the people that inspire them. But I think that Spotify suggested artists is a goldmine. My version of that would have to be the similar artists in Last FM back in the day. I used to troll that because I don't know if it was algorithmically all recommended by others, but if you went to Led Zeppelin and you went there and it would recommend all the similar artists that they think are in that same category, I ate that up. So go there, scroll down the page and look at what is suggested. I would caution though, that sometimes this Spotify carousel of similar artists aren't that great because sometimes it's recommending similar artists in the same territory as them. So if you are a British artist, but you're rapping in Hindi, they might be compared to underground British artists that sound nothing like them. And you might be more equivalent to an Indian based hip hop artist, but because of how the algorithm, I guess, works, it will suggest people from the UK or from London. So it's not always great, but I think it's a starting point. On this research tip, Flux says, Wikipedia, a band, click on the band members and find their influences. This is really smart, really deep. It does depend on being more well-known as an artist. So Pink Floyd, you could go to Roger Waters, you could go down David Gilmore and find out what influenced them. But if you're going for newer artists that are around the last five years, it will be harder. So I would go to articles for that. As an example, let's talk about Ice Spice. If I was trying to find out her influences, I would rather read an article about her than go to her Wikipedia page or the Spotify suggested artists, because I think that those types of ones would be quite surface level and not deep enough where I would rather go direct to the source where Ice Spice might go, I listen to lots of psychedelic jazz from the 70s because of my mom, rather than going like, oh, you like Ice Spice? You might like Sexy Red, which is like, yeah, cool, fine. But it doesn't really scratch the surface of what makes her her. Okay, now we're going deeper. Graz says, follow every record label and musician I like on IG. That takes a particular load. And I don't personally do that because I like my Instagram to be about my friends, to be about people that I'm close to and I want to catch up with visually, I guess, on the internet. Following every label, whether you're following Secretly, you're following Matador, you're following Dead Oceans. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And if that makes sense to you, you should totally do it. I just find it would be too intense for my feed to continually be served all this content. And we go deeper still. These two are kind of interrelated. I can't remember who said this, but they said they browse Discogs for their favorite artists and they click on the different artists, session musicians in that category. Compilax said searching through genre tags on Rate Your Music. I think that's a really smart way to do it. I think Rate Your Music can be a particular type of review style and hold up a certain type of music. But I do think it's a good starting point. If you're into industrial ambient from the 80s, maybe you could click those tags and you will get a consensus about what the quality albums from that era are. Rate Your Music is a whole new world though that I don't know much about. Someone wrote this to me, which I particularly loved. And I can't remember who, Stalking. <laughs> Stalking is probably an underrated way to discover new music. So I used to stalk people's SoundCloud likes. You'd go to their page, you'd go through all their likes, listen to it because I loved their taste so much. So I would stalk their page. Hey, it's public. Sometimes people don't realize that their Spotify playlists are public. So you can type in their name, whether you know them, whether it's a DJ, whether it's a celebrity, and you can find their Spotify playlists that they think are private and you can stalk them that way. To be fair, I think it's a pretty harmless way of stalking, but if you admire the taste of someone that they don't have any playlists on public, stalking 
low-key is an amazing way to discover new music. I had this comment as well. I didn't write down their names, so apologies, but they said award shows. They said, don't laugh at me, but the Grammys, that's where I found out about Casey Musgraves. And I think that is one of the good things about award shows. I don't love award shows generally, but I do think that for an audience that wants to discover new music and there's too much to filter through, this is a filter. I would say though, if you look at say, the categories and sometimes the hip hop albums. It's not always the best stuff that's in there, but it's a starting point. Okay, lastly in research, I can relate to some of this for sure. Someone said Pitchfork and Fantana reviews, but I don't want to admit this to anyone, which is fair because I used to find some things from Anthony Fantano. I used to definitely find some things from music reviews as well. I don't have a problem with that at all. I think that reviews are a gateway. It's a way for there to be a filter to put music in context, to celebrate music as well and put you onto things that they particularly enjoy. Obviously with Fantano or Pitchfork, they have a particular worldview and a particular way to filter that music and they miss out on a, a ton of music because they wanna present you with a curated offering that is in their world. That's completely fine. But hey, if you like a particular personality, then you should follow them and their reviews will be worth more to you. Often people talked about NTS radio as well, which was quite cool because obviously I used to be a resident on there, but also, it wasn't BBC Radio 1, it wasn't KISS FM, it wasn't Capital, it was NTS, which means that sometimes, often, especially in my world, people, when they wanna discover new music that is more interesting and more left field, NTS seems to be the one of all the different radio stations. I didn't get any Balami. I got a bit of The Lot from New York as well, granted. So The Lot would be second place to NTS Radio in terms of what people were saying, interrupting the podcast, to bring you the sponsor this week, which is me and my Patreon. Listen to Solid Air, my custom-built radio show every single week. It comes in video form, audio form. I bring you my new music finds every single week for $5 a month. You can do $10 a well for a mini-sode, some extra benefits, some Discord perks. But if you go to patreon.com forward slash G underscore Derek, you can support me, support the pod, support the future of creating all of this and more, but, but first and foremost, it's about enjoying the radio show that is exclusive to Patreon. Back to the episode. Okay, so the last method that people use to discover new music is through discovery. What do I mean by discovery? It's not research and desk work. It's not algorithmic and Spotify and things like that. It is the exposure to music in different ways. So first and foremost, TV show official soundtracks. Look at the Deb Hines soundtrack for Luca Guadino's We Are Who We Are. Look at different TV shows. The OC was hugely influential in the 2000s for a ton of people and their music taste. So TV shows are a great way. If you're into that TV show, you're gonna discover new music because it puts it in context in a visual world that you can understand. Similarly, it goes for video games. Similarly, it goes for people's live streams. People talk about their favorite streamers playing, playing music and that's a good passive way to enjoy music because they're attuned with that personality so they can also enjoy the music that they play them. The next one that came up a lot is live seeing things live and the intention behind the absorption of new music. So a lot of people said to me, they go to see opening acts and want to go early to a show to see the opening acts to discover new music. Because myself, because I'm so jaded, I probably just turn up for the act. I don't see the opening acts, but I think it's a really nice way. Go with your friends, have dinner early, you go have a drink, see what they're about and enjoy the show. Similarly, I think that's the best 
absolute best thing about festivals. You've got this smorgasbord of people. I would never have seen Fred again if it wasn't for seeing him at a festival because I'm not a Fred again guy, but seeing him live was incredible. And I'm like, damn, man, like you deserve everything that you've gotten because the show was incredible and clearly the best show at that festival. So it really opens up your mind. So if you want to build a relationship with an artist quickly and deeply, I would highly recommend going to a festival this festival season. If you want to go even deeper and you want to be really in and amongst it, I do think that there are so many openings to be part of a local music scene. Go to a local hip hop show, go to a local punk show, talk to people. Maybe you need to go to a few to start recognizing people and go, oh, hey, nice to see you again. But you're on a deeper level at that point because then you start meeting people who are making the music live. You'll start to listen. If you become friends with these people, you'll start to hear demos of their work. You'll start to hear murmurings about what's going on in their life. And hey, if you go to enough, you will catch someone that blows up. You will make friends with someone that becomes somebody because you're part of the community and you get to see it early, which I think is really lovely. And one of the more gratifying things that I've experienced as a music fan. On this discovery tip, I also had a bunch of tips from people saying things like they intentionally set habits to discover new music. I made a video once about Haruki Murakami choosing an album to play in the morning before he goes to bed at night. So he, he chooses it, puts it on the player, puts it on in the morning. So you could do the same. Someone said to me, Bell said to me that they listen to a new album every week. So how do they do that? I don't know how they find or filter that album, but they go, okay, I'm going to listen to an album. And I think being intentional about listening to an album is really important because Discover Weekly is singles, right? Actually going out there and going, oh, if you if you go looking for new music, it will come to you. And you go, oh, the new Tearser album is out. I'm going to spend some time listening to that. And Bell is listening to 52 albums a year, more than the vast majority of people out in the world. Another person said that they listen to a new friend's Discover Weekly every single workday. Of all the strategies, I love this idea. I think you will be exposed to stuff you would never ever listen to because that's their world. That's what they listen to. And so you get to be exposed by something. You get an insight into how they work and how they think, but you're also every single day being exposed to a totally new genre and collection of music. I think it's a really smart strategy. And I think I'll leave you with this at the end of this podcast is Elliot's mode, the chaotic mode, the last chaotic way you can discover new music is through, he says he would enter random letters into Spotify. <laughs> so let me look around the room. I could type in earphones. I don't know if anyone would call themselves earphones. Maybe there's lots of songs called earphones. Hey, I've discovered some new music from people that made a song called earphones. Remote control. There's a record label called that, but maybe someone's called themselves that as well. I'm sure there are albums called remote control. So that's another way. What are, Nail clippers. Hmm. I don't know if I'd want to listen to a song called nail clippers, probably in the darker, more industrial world, but still, but as there are a billion different songs, there are millions of ways to discover new music and, and Elliot, all power to you. If that's the way you're going to do it, it's chaos, but I respect it. So there you go. That is a collation of how you can discover new music. At worst, I hope you were entertained. I hope you just were interested in the different methods that people use to discover new music. They're, they're so methodical in some instances. Some are chaotic, but some are really intentional and some really speak to how I have discovered music in my world over time. At best, take some of these on board. Let me know how you discover new music. Of the ones that I want to enact myself, 
I want to try out Release Radar because I don't use it. I will go to another festival this summer because that Fredigan experience. I haven't listened to his music since, but I respect him so much more after seeing it. And I think I might ask a few friends for the Discover Weekly just to see. But... <laughs> Who knows? I might judge them more if I don't enjoy it. So maybe that's a bad invasion of privacy. Go have fun. Go stalk someone's music taste that you like. And I hope you discover some new music. Go listen to some music now. Stop listening to me. See you next week.